This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. How about that? I'm going to turn myself up. i got to figure this out, Coos. I am hearing myself. I won't even text you. I'll just tell you. Brent Martineau at Streamsong Resort, the other side of Orlando, and then some. And Austin Lane, back in the Action Sports Jack Studios. We were just thinking we haven't been on the road with the show in, my goodness, I think it was the Players' Championship. There might have been something else in there. But I think it was the Players' Championship. It's been that long uh, since we've uh, done a show on the road. And, of course, we shoot did, I think, uh, two-thirds of our shows last year on the road in uh, year one of ESPN 690. So welcome to Streamsong Resort. We've got some guests along the way. Jason Fitz joins us today. Uh, I might have seen an ESPN personality out here on the golf course today. Stuart and I uh, sneak away for a couple of days in the fall uh, annually, and this is it. And uh, we are here at Streamsong hosting the show uh, we appreciate their hospitality as well, but uh, it's just a little getaway for us. Uh, but we still uh, have the show here, and uh, we're talking all the way until 6 o'clock. We'll do it today and tomorrow from Streamsong Resort. What's up, Austin Lane? How you doing, man? Nothing too much, man. What's up with you? How's, hey. uh, how's the golf course today? Uh, it was good, really. A beautiful uh, day, kind of no sun or not a lot of sun, so cloud cover. A little breezy, windy coming in. In fact, uh, so it made it challenging, and uh, they just put, they just redid these uh, two of the courses. They have three courses here, and uh, brand new greens, one of a kind greens, like nobody else has them for 18 holes uh, in the world. Mach one greens, they're called, and they're unbelievable. They were fantastic. So we had a good day. I actually played okay. I thought I hit the ball pretty well, so that was fun. That's not usually the recipe of formula to uh, have a good day, but uh, today it was pretty good. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow as well. How are you doing, more importantly? Are you still mad at me? Have you Do you have any other um, job options? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> No, not really. Uh, people are talking a little bit. So let's see. Someone wants me to throw you in a locker. Somebody wants me to put you in an arm bar. And I think somebody just wants me, check those mentions, somebody wants me to beat you up. So, yeah, there we yeah. go. So I, that's a, you, by the way, that's a trifecta. Used, you used the more tactful beat me up. I think it was a little different. Well, yeah, man. I mean, there's always so much I can say on the radio, obviously, before you know some people can get upset with me. So, yeah, overall, some pretty solid feedback. And once again, some people concerned that um, we're actually fighting right now and that my job is in jeopardy. So, yeah. <laughs> I love that. The, uh, by the way, this is the reason we came to Stream Song for a couple of days. Exactly. I had to get away from Austin. <laughs> yeah, it's part of the restraining order. Uh, yeah, you, you, yeah. Restraining you, you order. You have to be 100 miles away from me. <laughs> restraining order slash separation. Absolutely. Uh, oh, my goodness. Hey, it feels like we need a restraining order from the Jags. You're not lying. Uh, my goodness. Uh, the uh, you know Tuesdays are good in a way, right? Everybody gets to take a breath. The Jags themselves included. Go hide out. Go get your body right. Go go fix it. Get away from it for a little bit. It's their off day. Um, but we'll keep talking about the Jags. How can you fix it? And I want to, you know, yesterday at the top of the show we talked about the blame game and the five levels of the blame game. And and I think we should get into that a little bit deeper. You know, uh, what do people think is the main problem? What's the fixable problem? You know, because it's one thing to say, hey, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. But in any line of business, it's not our job to fix it. But I just wonder what they might be thinking about and how they're going to fix it in the long term. So we'll talk about that. Initial reaction. I want to go deeper on this subject. But initial reaction, man, when you heard the news today that Tua will get the start.
start for the Miami Dolphins. He's now the starting quarterback. Yeah, obviously, I was a little taken back by it just because the Dolphins right now are one game away uh, from first place on division, and it just seems like if this was the year they're going to make a move, this has to be the year, right? The Patriots are struggling right now a little bit. The Bills just got beat. Um, Jets are going to jet. So... You know, everything's right for the pick right now for the Miami Dolphins. So I was a little surprised, especially keep in mind, because I think they're on bye this week, and then they open back up with the Rams, right? Yeah. So you're essentially putting your rookie quarterback that you have so much stake into against the Rams. And if that's the case, I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous, because we saw what happened with uh, Alex Smith coming back. You know, it was a great moment in Washington, showing the family in the crowd, his daughter cheering him on and everything, just a real feel-good moment. And all of a sudden, Aaron Donald came by and said, I don't care about your feel-good moment. I'm going to ruin this party. And Aaron Donald did it single-handedly. I think he had four sacks that day. You're going to put two up against, you know, likes of Jalen Ramsey, likes of Aaron Donald. It's going to be a lot on his plate for his first game of his career. And it just begs the question. And keep in mind, when when you're entering your first year of your NFL career here, especially at the quarterback position, it's all about confidence, right? Like you want to get guys started off on the right foot. I always said that Blaine Gabbert's production or his lack of production really in Jacksonville was hampered by the fact that they threw him in the fire too early. Not saying Tua's not ready right now. I'm just saying you couldn't have picked an easier game for him to, to debut at than the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, it's a good thought. They're a good defense. Obviously, Donald scares you. Uh, they can be a good defense. They're an interesting team. I don't know how good the Rams are. They've beaten a couple of teams that are pretty bad, uh, and they're 2-2 two and two outside of those couple of wins. So it's interesting to see how good they are, and I get what you're saying about Donald uh, with Tua. That'll be fascinating to watch. I also saw this. Tua's the first left-handed quarterback to start in the NFL since 2015. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Because, you know, you think about it like the game I like and we just played this morning, and I play left-handed. There are more left-handed golfers now than, like, ever before, by far, but there's a lot of left-handed golfers. I feel like I don't see a ton of left-handed quarterbacks. Like, at the college game, yeah. we cover a lot of high school football. I don't really feel like I see a lot of left-handed quarterbacks. And it's interesting dynamic in Jacksonville because the best – quarterback in Jacksonville history, of course, left-handed, Mark Burnell. Yeah. Wow. So how, how long has it been, did you say, 2000 what? I, I read it was 2015 since the last left-handed quarterback Sorry. started a game in the NFL. Okay. Because I remember Kellen Moore, who's now the... That's who it was. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Good call. And then it was Kellen Moore, then obviously Tim Tebow, too, is a lefty, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. 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 Way, way to answer the trivia question, by the way. Nice job. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, in conversation. You better believe it, man. I don't mess around. <laughs> uh, hey, I've got something else for you. We'll get, like I said, we'll go deeper into the Tua stuff because I'm a little, I'm skeptical of this transition. It's interesting to how committed they are to him in Miami, and I think they're one of the franchises that are headed in a pretty good direction right now. If I'm being honest, uh, mm. at three and three, uh, pretty good. I don't know how good, but at least better than this one here uh, in town. So they also are smart in this sense. They've got 10 days to get them ready because of the bye week. So we'll talk more about it in a bit. But this is more important. Which game should we show on Fox 30 next Sunday? Not this coming Sunday, but next Sunday. Okay? <laughs> okay, hit me with it. So I've got Vikings-Packers. Mm, okay. Right? Yep. You'd say, hey, all right. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, sure. Uh, a lot of Packers fans everywhere, too. you got to remember now. Is, okay. we're, we're about TV ratings, you know. I hear you. This is a money-making business. It is. Uh, Las Vegas against Cleveland. 
Ah, uh, with all due respect to Jason Fitz, I'm gonna probably have to go with no on that one. Yeah, I would pick Minnesota Green Bay. Yeah. Or Rams Dolphins. <sighs> Man. Ooh, that's it's to his debut, man. Don't yeah. we have to go that way? I oh, I probably would, you know, because like you said, it is it's his debut. It's almost must see TV. I mean, I remember watching that Dolphins Jets game, and when he came in, you know, towards the end of that fourth quarter, I was like, well, I gotta see this. Like I was going to turn because let's be honest, it was a blowout, right? Yeah. There's nothing good to watch about the New York Jets, including my fantasy guys that weren't doing anything for that team. But my fantasy team's that bad, and it is what it is. But I stayed tuned. I I stayed committed just to watch to a go. So with that being said, especially a Green Bay team that just got beat, that should probably blow out the Vikings, I would probably lean towards Tua's debut. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I usually check with the people on this. And what happens is, uh, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this, but I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's nice that they give us an option, but they really don't give us an option. Like, they've assigned us Minnesota and Green Bay. So okay. that's what we're getting in Jacksonville. That's the game we're getting on uh, Sunday November 1st, or is that a second? Whatever it is, you know, coming up. And then we can, 12 days before, so by today, we can put in a request to make it a different game. Mm-hmm. So, But doesn't mean they're going to grant it. You know, like we may say, hey, Rams, Miami, but they're going to show Minnesota Green Bay anyway. And so as I've always told people, you know, the Falcons, the Bucks, the Dolphins, they certainly have some precedent around here. They're regional teams. The problem is they haven't been very good. You know, now that the Bucks are on, that makes sense. you got Brady and everybody else. Mm-hmm. In Jacksonville, people want to see that. Falcons have been at times okay, so we maybe lean on that. The Dolphins have not been good. You know, the Dolphins had a big fan base here at one time, I think, pre-Jags, but now it's like whatever. Uh, but I think in this instance, I already made the call. I'm not even checking with the people. Um, I already said, you know what? I think we need to see the Rams against the Dolphins and to his NFL debut as a starting quarterback. It's not a bad call, but at the same time, and it's supposed to be a positivity day today, I thought. But, like, and now it makes me more depressed because, let's be honest, obviously Tampa Bay is the big show right now in, in the state of Florida in terms of NFL football, right? I mean, when Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers, the writing was on the wall. But I always thought that the Jaguars were a solid two behind the Buccaneers just because we had Minshew, because we had the national attention. If you draft Gardner Minshew in your NFL uh, fantasy football draft, you know, you could win a, a, a chance for a, a full season of beer. So we had things going for us. And now we're talking about the emergence of Tua, and now we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars just being on the back burner of nothing really to look at anymore and just kind of, eh, if you want to watch Minshew, James Robinson, so be it. But now we got Tua over here in Miami. I guess it's just um, it's a hard conversation to have, Brent, realizing that the Jacksonville Jaguars are now the, the third most, I guess, popular attraction here in the state of Florida in terms of football. Yeah, I um, I hear what you're saying. As long as we don't get to a point where we're putting Minnesota Green Bay on over the Jags, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which can't happen, by the way. I would boycott, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Speaking of the Jags and speaking of quarterbacks, uh, you brought up an interesting uh, point in our uh, discussion, and that is, uh, in terms of show-wise, Gardner Minshew, can he win people over still? Has he lost it completely? Is, is everybody off the train or now just like, uh-oh, the train's going to end up falling off the, the tracks? And he's got 10 games essentially to do it. The beauty of this season for Minshew is 
he's got the entire year. Now, unless he gets benched or, or hurt, of course, but he's got mm-hmm. the entire year. And almost, it's more important what he does probably at the back end of that than it is at the front end because we're going to remember more the final five, six, seven games than we are some game in early October. No, without a doubt, right? Um, now, I will say this, though. I think the caveat with that is, well, the, the record's still going to be brought up, right? Like, when, whenever you watch a game, you know what that record's going to be for your team. So to say the games are a little more heavy, you know, they're, they're way a little more towards the end of the year, I agree with you, but you got to keep in mind what got you to that point, and that's either winning or losing. And I think that if, if Minshew and these Jaguars keep on losing, that's going to be pretty fresh and prevalent in people's minds. But to answer the question, you know, is there anything that Gardner Minshew can essentially do um, in the fact that he can kind of, I guess, save face maybe and be like, you know what, maybe we were wrong about Minshew and maybe he is the guy going forward. And in order to do that, I feel like, and listen, no one said this is going to be easy. This is going to be a a tall task to say the least. But Brent, if you would have asked me, and you did ask me when the season started, what I thought the Jaguars win total was going to be, I think I had around five and then I came around to six. So to me, to even be in the conversation right now, Minshew in the in the next what they got ten games left, he has to win half of them. Oh, yeah, that you, you have to win half your games. I think to even be um, in consideration, right? Because at the end of the day, I always say I think it comes down to wins and losses as a quarterback. I think that if you were able to garner five or six wins as a quarterback this year with this team, that given the expectations, I think that you would have kind of went middle of the pack and people would have been, oh, okay, I, I see I see what it is, and they would at least be intrigued by you. Now, obviously, you got to throw the touchdowns and the completion percentage and all that stuff, but to me, he's got to win five of the next ten games, which is obviously um, a pretty high mountain to climb, but that's where I'm standing right now. Well, it's interesting you bring it up like that because here's the deal. If Gardner Minshew wins a handful of games, right, and maybe that's four more games, maybe it's five more like you're saying that he would have to do. If he does that, he takes him out of the quarterback sweepstakes anyway. Correct. So on, on the way to winning four or five more games and getting this team five or six wins in 2020, he actually eliminates – Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, it brings in this second wave of quarterbacks, whether that's Kyle Trask and Mac Jones or whoever you want to name. But he basically eliminates them from drafting a QB Mm -hmm. in the first round because then they would pick, you know, at the best, maybe ninth or tenth, you know, but more likely twelfth or thirteenth, the way this year is shaken out so far. So it's still all in his hands in that respect. He can actually put the Jags in a very difficult position to even get their next franchise quarterback. And if he's able to do that, he may turn the tide on the feelings right now in town that he's not the guy in doing so. Because let's be honest, man, if this team somehow went four and six in the last ten or five and five (laughs) to what you're saying, I mean... That's a darn miracle right now that what we're watching. I mean, it is, I mean that's yeah. like that's one of the stories of the year. Heck, Doug Marona might put him up for coach of the year well, well, if they get to five and five over the last ten. Exactly. And listen, I'm in no position right now to say that's going to happen because let's be honest with what we've seen so far on the field, it's not going to happen. Okay, but I'm just saying. I mean, you got a guy right now. Who, how many touchdowns does he have throughout? I'm trying to go to his stats real quick here. Yes, so twelve. So twelve. Uh, so he's got 11, uh, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. So he's got 11 uh, passing and, and then one rushing. So, yeah, so he's got 12 um, touchdowns and 
Yeah, he's got like four interceptions. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm kind of on the five. Five interceptions. So, okay. so there you go. Yeah, um, and listen, you can go ahead and double those numbers. You can triple those numbers as far as you want. But if it doesn't come with the wins, I'm not buying in. So, yeah, I mean, is it feasible right now that this team can win five more games? I mean, against teams like – and I'm trying to look at the schedule right now. I mean, maybe you beat the the, the Texans. Maybe you beat the Vikings at Minnesota. And this is saying a big maybe, obviously. But it's hard to garner up five wins right now for the Jaguars. But at the end of the day, I'm going to say this. If Minshew is truly the guy, and this is a great thing to say, if Minshew is truly the guy, and if he's destined to be the quarterback here for at least another year, he's going to win these games. He's going to have to win five games because, like you said, Brent, if they put themselves back in the draft a little bit, and now you're talking about you know, a Kyle Trask, you're talking about a Mac Jones, we'll see who else kind of shakes out here for the college football um, year. If they were to get one of those guys, there is no way in saying those guys would come in right away and start day one. I think there would be more guys like you would kind of develop them a little bit, and that would buy Minshew some more time. And then who's to say, you know, the following year Minshew comes out and just plays lights out, just, you know, unconscious, if you will. So it all comes down to Minshew. Like, this is like, I get we're, we're bad-mouthing him a little bit, and we're saying he's pressing and stuff like that. And to be fair, he'd be the first one to agree with you. But at the end of the day, this thing is still in his hands right now. And I guess if you're a, a, a fan of seeing, well, what's the quarterback hold for the Jacksonville Jaguars, you're going to find out. Yeah, I think it, it's a really good point to look ahead to these last 10 games because if you look back at the last six, I think we're talking in the last couple of days, and, and me included, by the way, uh, that Gardner Minshew, he's just not the guy. I mean, he's terrible the other day, and he's just not playing well. And all this. I think the narrative is maybe clouding the entire six-game piece so far mm-hmm. uh, just based off what I saw Sunday, which really was not a good effort, right? Uh, good performance. It, it wasn't good. And so... Right now, we don't feel good at all about Gardner Minshew. And if you combine it with the eye test of the last few weeks, there's something that has looked off. And so everybody's like, how can we say this guy is going to be the future of the franchise? But if you look at the six-game totals, the numbers, some of the plays he's made, uh, some of the good things he did early on, it might not be as bad as we're presenting it to be Monday after a disgusting loss to the Detroit Lions. And now if you look ahead and take the ten games... Well, there is still room, in my opinion, for Minshew to put up good numbers, lead him to W's, look better, look more consistent, look like he's getting better. Because you've got to realize, this is a guy still only making, what, his uh, 18th, 19th start mm-hmm. coming up uh, against L.A. He's still a young quarterback. We're just not going to give him a lot of rope. We can't in Jacksonville. Sorry, Gardner, but we've got to get this thing fixed. And you don't have a lot of time. And right now you have 10 games. You have 10 games to figure it out to play better football, and to keep the gap from good football to bad football a lot smaller than it's been in the first six games and really in the first two years of his career. So I still think he's got this thing in front of him if he wants it. I think the odds are stacked against him. Uh, Listen, Sunshine and Rainbows guy over here can't find a W on the schedule. Mm -hmm. I can't. I I can't sit here and find a W on the schedule for the Jags. I'd be lying to you if I did. Uh, Maybe they'll play better. Uh, Folks in Tallahassee couldn't find many wins for Florida State on the schedule. And sure as heck, number five, North Carolina, probably wasn't one of them. 
But they got one Saturday night. So things change uh, in a short time. But Gardner Minshew has to be the guy that, that sparks that. See, this season is over in a lot of respects, in my opinion. I said that yesterday. But it's not over for Gardner Minshew. It's still the one most important thing of the 2020 season for the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's all about number 15. Don't lose perspective on that. That's what this season is all about. And uh, he's got 10 games to prove it or uh, not prove hey, Brett, that he is the guy. Yeah. Out of out of these last remaining 10 games, Chargers, Texans, Packers, Steelers, Browns, Vikings, Titans, Ravens, Bears, and the Colts, is this Chargers game coming up probably the easiest one that they're going to face all year? Yeah, I would say Chargers, Texans at home could yeah. be doable. I would say Minnesota if they continue to slide, but they'll probably be different then. I think Chicago could turn and be bad toward the end of the year. Mm. That could be a winnable game. And the Colts game, they could bookend with wins because the Colts don't need it. Maybe they already made the playoffs or something, you know? Okay. You, you sometimes pick up one of those games in December. Yeah. That could be it. So I look at those four games as maybe an outside chance. Mm. Outside of that, I can't even come close. I, heck, I'm just hoping it's close in the fourth quarter. Forget about a W. Hey, we'll have more to come. Uh, more Jags talk. The blame game continues in Jacksonville. Plus, uh, we'll have a guest from Stream Song Resort. We're with you until 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. Hope everybody's doing well. Stay locked in on ESPN 690. You can also catch us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Brent Martineau. This is an email. Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday night? Austin Lane. Thank you very much. Read it right now. Read it right now. This could I be just for me. did. Why oh, is that? That's it. That's I mean, it? that's why I thought. I don't know. I mean, Roman's only five. I don't know how many sentences he can make. Yeah, Smart some, kid. Somebody but. might have proofread it for him. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back. Everybody, Stream Song Resort. Brent Martineau and actually Stuart Weber is here as well. Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Jack Studios along with Coos. Uh, we'll have Scott Wilson, a director of golf here, joining us in just a few moments. If you like golf, uh, and I love golf, and I know so many folks in Jacksonville love golf, and you've heard a Stream Song, and it's on your bucket list, and many of you have been, and we've talked about that you have been. Um, Man, you got to come back. <laughs> or, yeah, if you haven't been, you got to get here. Because uh, for folks that really enjoy golf, this is so cool and so different. And uh, Stream Song Resort uh, kind of feels like in the middle of nowhere. And um, it's just a different, unique experience in golf in the, the state of Florida. Uh, and it's, it's pretty awesome. So I don't think I have to tell you that. But if I can uh, maybe uh, kick in the tail a little bit, bit to uh, look at it. Maybe I've got something for you here. Scott Wilson's going to talk about that in just a moment or two with us, uh, the director of golf. But we had an awesome time this morning playing. We're going to play tomorrow. Stuart and I do this uh, every fall. We come out for a couple of days, right? Uh, break up a little bit of football season. It's supposed to be the bye week for the Jags, so this is supposed to fit perfectly. But then, of course, the Jags go play against the L.A. Chargers on Sunday. The bye week's next week instead. That's all because of the Tennessee Titans. We like to blame everything on the Tennessee Titans, even though they are undefeated. So uh, welcome in right now, Scott Wilson. The director of golf here at Streamsong Resort, and uh, hopefully I, I do this right. It's my first road show in a long time, Scott. So playing a little engineer, but hope you're doing well, man. You can't hear it. Ah, we'll get you. How about talk a little bit? There we go. There you go. Good. I had to just wiggle the wiggle the cord. That's the trick. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us out again. Good. Thanks for joining us again. You guys have some fun stuff going on. Those Mach One greens. Uh, we're pretty awesome What'd out there think? on Stream Song Red and Blue. Did you did you putt well? I putted pretty well. Yeah, I mean a lot of it was my own doing when I didn't putt well. But 
I thought they were super smooth. What, what's the Mach 1? I mean, I've been around golf a long time. We have a lot of golfers back in Jacksonville. But, you know, we hear all these different grass types and whether it's Bermuda or whatever else. But I don't think a lot of people have heard of this Mach 1. Sure, not many at all. And it's an Ultra Dwarf uh, Mini Verde or Mini, um, excuse me, Ultra Dwarf Bermuda Grass. And Mini Verde was the replacement glass. We had that for the first eight years. And Rusty was noticing the off types coming in. And that means other types of grasses or morphing back into common Bermuda. And when you get that, you get the different levels and you start to get bumpy. And you start to see uh, during colder season or hot season, uh, all of a sudden your grass starts to go downhill a little bit. Uh, that's in layman's terms. If Rusty were here, well, he'd give you all the science. Hey, thanks for keeping it layman's terms. Okay, that's really important for us. <laughs> um, I'm not too smart. I'm just a sports guy here. Uh, but it, the bottom line is they're really smooth, right? Very uh, smooth. And, and we noticed that today. We played a little this morning. Do you think this will be a thing? Uh, this will be the new wave, and, and you guys are kind of jump-starting it. You know, I think it will, we'll leave those questions for Rusty, but uh, I really think that the way it's come out of the gate, so to speak, um, you know, there's a, um, 18 holes uh, on blue, 18 holes on red, plus the, um, the putting green here right in front of the building. And then we had the chipping green for a year now, and Rusty has been throwing everything he can at it, and it's still very, very good putting surface. So you see the ball rolling better than it would of any time uh, in the older greens. And um, he basically, I'm going to take you back a little bit, about a year ago, uh, took us out and he had three nurseries. And he said, I want you to putt on them, try them out, and everyone on staff got to go out there and look at them. Uh, roll the ball. What did you see? And everyone picked the one on the left, huh. which was the um, Mach, Mach 1. Behind and door 1. Exactly. And it was a blind test. No one knew what was going on. Uh, we just looked at the surface. And, and then we saw, and, and he pointed it out too, but we saw that, you know, a certain brand uh, was uh, knitting in kind of like a waffle. You could see dirt through the through the grass. And then the next one was a little tighter. And then all of a sudden this one, which turned out to be the Mach 1, is even more tight. So all of a sudden we're looking at it, seeing the ball roll, seeing the quality of conditions, uh, how it uh, stood up to the heat of our summer, and how many growing days we have here in Florida compared to maybe North Carolina or South Carolina. And they have maybe 40, 50 days that they're not really growing in the winter. So all those things added up. This was the best grass for us. And then the silver lining for us, even with the COVID and everything that's been happening there, um, by closing down blue, we already had that on the uh, books, but uh, for 2021, we had red closed down. By moving that up a year, we were able to get both courses down, still play on black all summer long, and uh, have a, um, uh, a golf course open during the pandemic, and then um, able to go ahead and work on these, and Rusty and his crew did a fabulous job. It's pretty awesome, and just opened a short time ago with these two courses. Uh, they're playing fantastic. And uh, the it, the pandemic has been interesting, right? There's so many things, so many hurdles that everybody's had to deal with. But golf has boomed during the pandemic. And then something like this on the other side, where you got to do both at one time, now that you're through it and on the other side of it, is beneficial. 
It really is. And, and we had a great summer. Uh, we were very careful. We were cleaning, and we only had a few people working. Uh, I was a starter. Uh, Matt and Chad, our head pros, were uh, the, the bag guys. Um, Megan was inside the golf shop. She was bringing everyone up and selling merchandise. And uh, and then Greg, our uh, caddy master, was caddy master and greeter down at the range. So we just made it work. We had a lot of teamwork and um, to, to get through all the play that we had. Uh, we needed a lot of teamwork. Then we brought some people on slowly, and you know we were doing carts. We were doing uh, carts in the morning, carts at night. Uh, it was great, but uh, I'm glad we're on to the other side, and uh, hopefully we'll keep going as safe as we can. That's awesome. Uh, how'd you play today, by the way? I played okay. Yeah, yeah, you not uh, not great, you know, a desk job. Uh, but yeah, I was uh, gonna say, you don't play much, right? Now, you know, uh, we didn't play during the summer because you know we were always working. But uh, now we're we're getting a little time away. But um, it's really more um, uh, just you know trying to take care of the groups that are here, um, making sure that everything's going well, uh, that everything looks good, and uh, that they enjoy the greens. All right, tell on uh, Trey Wingo a little bit because we're gonna have Jason Fitz, his colleague from ESPN, on at four o'clock. So we need a little dirt. I mean, right? <laughs> uh, as far as his game? How's his game? Well, uh, I, I did. I don't know how his game is because I don't have anything to compare it to. This is the first time I played with him. But uh, I do know that he said he played a lot more than he ever has this summer. Uh, so if that's dirt, then there we go. so be it. He loves to play. <laughs> and uh, we've had him on the show before. We've got Jason Fitz coming up at 4 o'clock. You know, part of this whole Mach 1, you guys are, are doing kind of a unique special right now uh, with stay and play and play 36 and also take home a pretty good gift. Not not bad around the holidays. Not bad October, at all. In November. Tell us a little bit more about what you guys are doing because it's been a big hit, right? You guys have been super busy. We have. Uh, I wouldn't say busy. I would say we're consistent, consistent. Um, because we're. It's never like we can't get a tea time or we're sold out for every day. But you know, weekends are a little bit busier. But the package is basically the Scotty Cameron package, and uh, we've been um, uh, including a putter with every package uh, for red and blue. They get two rounds, two nights, and just a great deal. And it's fun to see people coming in. They they get their putter when they check in at the lodge and then they come over the next day for their first round they got the red putter cover going and they're ready to go and they go out and try out the greens and the putter on the uh, on the Mach 1 so uh, having a lot of fun with that in, in golf by the way for folks that don't old golf and know all the golf equipment I mean Scotty Cameron putter is like well that's like getting the best basketball shoes <laughs> That's like getting the best receiver's gloves if you're playing football, uh, best glove or bat in, in baseball. Uh, for people who like golf, the Scotty Cameron putter is one heck of a, a putter. And to try it out on the Mach 1 greens, it's a nice little combination. That was good. Whoever thought of that, that was a good idea. Very good. And, you know, the Mach 1, too, with the caddies, they've been noticing, and Rusty noticed this, too, because, you know, you, you have to go out and try out the, the greens. We're, we're seeing that the ball isn't breaking quite as much, so there's not much grain in there, and they're verticutting it once a week. They verticut this morning before uh, we played. You didn't even notice it. Nope. And then they're top dressing behind us. Um, so um, the, the, the greens, uh, the ball roll is so special, and that's what we're after, and that's what Rusty's after, and uh, I hope you have them on. Yeah, it, it was uh, it's a fantastic experience anyway, but if you add to an already great experience at Streamsong Resort, these greens are, are just awesome, uh, and it's one of golfers like to roll good 
putts. You know, they like greens, mm-hmm. and, and these greens are great to try for all our good golfers and fun golfers and, and uh, avid golfers in Jacksonville. you got to come check it out here at Streamsong Resort. And you know what's interesting about it? I thought because they were somewhat newer greens, it would be a little firmer. A lot of times that happens, but they receive well and everything. I mean, it's is it the soil? Is it the spot? Is a little bit of that? I think so, uh, but uh, maybe I didn't notice it. <laughs> uh, it seemed like the ball was uh, checking if you have a full shot, but if you have that little... 25-yard pitch over a bunker. That's where it's it's still running out, yeah. and the ball. That's natural for all greens that are exactly. Running. And the speed is going to get a little bit uh, more uh, fast just from nature. You know, when it dries out, uh, we had some humidity today, threat of rain. Um, when it gets colder and everything shuts down in like late December, January, February, we'll get some cold days, and. It doesn't go dormant, but it just starts to slow down in the growth. So they won't be mowing as much, um, you know, they won't see as much clippings uh, off the greens as much as we would in the summer. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Are you fired up for the boom of golf right now? I mean, because I remember when I understand it, Streamsong Resort, and then you've got your local golf, and but everywhere across the country it feels like, Golf, 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 uh, and it's on the rise. When we have events usually happen, I think of the 08 like recession. You know, golf sometimes suffers. But as a golf guy, are you pretty fired up that more people are playing? It seems like exactly. than did last year or two years ago. Which means kids, which means families, which means adults. And I know people that are passionate about golf; they care about that stuff. Yeah, I think it's it's good. Uh, you know, for people to get out of the house um, and you know. We didn't experience it because we didn't shut down the golf side, but the hotel did shut down for those uh, weeks in, um, you know, late March, early April uh, into May. And then when we got to phase one, uh, we were able to start getting people in here, but it was very limited. And with with the golf carts, we were doing single carts, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, to see the families, to see the, you know, father bring a son out more often than he would have normally because he'd be going in the office or working on yeah. the road, traveling, um, you do you do see a lot of that, um, and that's been great. And uh, we've, we've seen a lot of drive-in business where people are coming from the state of Florida pretty much so they don't have to get on a plane. Um, and, and definitely excited about coming up. There's two weeks from now, there's a small tournament in Georgia. So uh, it's going to be neat to see that on TV and, and see how that's handled. Um, so um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, uh, you think of greens when you think of Augusta. You think of greens now. You think of Streamsong Resort. And you think of a whole bunch of other things, too. It's just an awesome place. It's hard not to come out here and be a golf fan or uh, just come to the resort, really. And say, this is a special place. It's so unique here in the state of Florida. Uh, thanks for uh, jumping on and thanks for having us out. Continue sure. success, especially with the, the Mach 1 greens. Um, and I'm sure it will go well. Uh, I will leave you with this. You mentioned some of the new traffic you might be having in state, but do you see a lot of people come back? Like, I know a ton of people in Jacksonville that have come to Streamsong Resort, but do you see a lot of people say, I'm getting back there, whether it's a year-by-year thing like we're doing now, or it's maybe even every couple of years you see a lot of familiar faces? Oh, definitely. Uh, we'll see people that are coming in. Um, you know, this this summer particularly, we were seeing people you know, two, three times a week that we're driving in from an hour or two okay, away. Yeah. And then uh, we would see them come back. We did see uh, a few people uh, from uh, a certain hockey team uh, be, when they were shut down. 
they came out and played, which was pretty neat. I don't recognize any of them. I'm not a hockey guy. But Chad, our head professional here, he's a big hockey he guy. And he knew every today. single one. Yeah, you played with him. And you could and see that hockey, hockey in there. Hockey guys can play golf. Man. He sure can. It's every hockey guy I know can play golf. So uh, so we saw them out here. And then it was neat to see them go on and win the Stanley Cup. And uh, there was probably eight of them on the team uh, in that time. But, um, yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot of people come in, repeat business. And I think they feel safe. And we're trying to make them feel safe with the cleanly, uh, the cleaning schedule. Uh, we're cleaning carts uh, every single time uh, it's finished uh, and right before it goes out in front of them. So we they know it's clean. And uh, any touch points, door handles, uh, bathrooms, everything like that. So um, hopefully everyone feels safe. And then when they get out on the golf course, they feel even more safe because they're, they got the nat- natural air uh, flow and uh, – um, it's just a great place, like you said. It's it's a lot of fun being here. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we see familiar, uh, familiar faces when we come back too, which means you guys enjoy working here and being a part of it. Uh, Scott Wilson, director of golf here at Streamsong Resort. Check out uh, streamsongresort.com for this uh, Scotty Cameron special. You got till the end of November, right? You got to play before November. Exactly. The end of November. Yeah, it's so, going to be uh, a great uh, great November for us. Been a great October. So, come on out. Yeah, 36 holes. Stay in play. And you get a brand new putter on the Mach 1 Greens. Weber's going to come back for the putter. Thank you. Not <laughs> Scott Wilson, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us out, too. Thank you for being here. All right. Uh, we'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Back to football talk. The blame game in Jacksonville goes on. Who should we point a finger at? We discuss. Coming up. Yeah, it was fun. It uh, brought back a lot of memories. Felt like, you know, felt like I was been playing there every Sunday, honestly. Um, it's comfortable. Uh, felt good. You know, it was uh, started off sloppy. I mean, for me personally, the whole game was sloppy. But uh, you know, we, we did. We, we played a played a. I feel like, uh, you know, besides me, um, you know, running backs ran well. O line played great. Our defense. Uh, can't say enough about them um, and, and what they did tonight. You know, receivers made plays when they needed to. Uh, but we we still can be a lot better. And uh, starts with me. Oh, we're supposed to guess this, Austin Lane. Who was that soundbite? I wasn't paying attention. What else is new? Yeah. You might want to give Austin a heads up so he puts his headphones on next time. Uh, so I'll just guess because that was kind of a long soundbite and I don't want to play it again. Um, give me five seconds of it. Yeah, it was fun. It uh, brought back a lot of memories. Felt like you know, felt like I've been playing there every Sunday. Okay. I've been playing there every Sunday. It's quarterback, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's Tua. No, that's oh. no. I don't think that was Tua. That was somebody who played a whole game. Was there anybody else who started at quarterback this week? Like that hadn't played in a bit. Like uh, I was thinking Andy Dalton, but it wasn't fun because Andy Dalton didn't play well and the Cowboys didn't play well. Um, oof, I don't really have a good beat on this one. Uh. I don't know, Coos. is it a quarterback? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Brent was kind of on the right track. Who played in the NFL this week? I hadn't played in a while. All right, it would on. be from um, last night. Oh, so it was Dalton? No. That wasn't Patrick. It wasn't oh, Josh oh, Allen. So, oh, it was well, Kyler Murray? It was Kyler Murray. That was Kyler Murray? Wow, I've never heard a soundbite from Kyler Murray. <laughs> huh. Can you keep playing one more time? That's, he's got a lot of bass in his voice for being like 
five six. It was fun. It uh. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. All right. Too, too much bass. It's too much bass for my liking. Well, that's that. That's weird. That's like a weird. That's a weird sound bite. It's because of the Dallas connection, right? AT and T Stadium. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. So okay, I get it. I get it. Um, that makes a little more sense now. By the way, uh, we will do our quarterback report card today. Mm-hmm. Um, that was interesting. Kyler Murray said he didn't play well. I mean, we were listening to that game coming in, and it seemed like I mean he he scored and made some plays, but he only completed nine passes and they scored thirty eight points. Man, how what crazy was, is that? I mean, you can throw the deep ball, you know, to Christian yeah. Kirk every single time. One pass. Um, it, it, well, I mean, well, he won pass, but he also had two touchdowns uh, with, with Kirk. Um, yeah, we got the deep ball at your disposal. Hey, have at it. And also, you, you have the wheels as well. I mean, the guy ran for, what, 60-something yards last night? I should know. I won fantasy football again. Yeah, we were actually keeping an eye on yours. Your 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 matchup was interesting with Marcel Robinson in fantasy football. Shout because, out to Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> yeah, you had Kyler Murray. Meanwhile, Ezekiel Elliott's fumbling and losing two points like every time he carries the yeah, ball. Yeah, you hate to see and, it. And you have Kyler Murray who completes nine passes, but every time they got close, he would run it in from a yard out. You better believe Or he it. gets a touchdown for that little flip pass that everybody in the world does now except for the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> and uh, and meanwhile, DeAndre Hopkins isn't even, isn't even getting tall. Targeted last night, yeah. and that's who Marcel had. Listen, shout out to Marcel <laughs> Robinson, man. I, I gave him every opportunity to beat me. I played T.Y. Hilton, regrettably. Uh, DJ Chark, an okay day. Like it was. Oh, oh, by the way, Matt Madison or whatever from Minnesota Vikings. Hey, John Coy saying he's the guy to get in the waiver wire. Everyone's got to get Madison because he's going to take over Dalvin Cook. He's a great running back. 3.6 points later, and I'm wondering, well, this is going to be a loss for me this week. But shout out to Ezekiel Elliott, man. Even when I find ways to lose, Brent, I'm so good that I still win. The Cowboys are miserable. What, how many points did you end up with in fantasy and still won? Like, what's the lowest point total you've ever had and still won? Because you probably were pretty close to uh, it. Yeah, I think I was sporting with the 90s, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you even got up to 90s? <laughs> Maybe. Wow, okay. I mean, let me, let me check it out quick here. I mean, uh, I only had 170 points this I'm, week. I had 94.5 points. Shout oh, to, you almost got to 100. Shout out to Marcel. I only had 83. <laughs> you hate to see it. Now, let's get Steven in uh, real quick. Uh, he joins us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martin at Streamsong Resort. Austin Lane at uh, the Action Sports Jacks studios as we are on the road with the show, which feels so good. First time since March for us. What's up, Steven? Hey, too much. Uh, I wanted to pick your, bra- uh, your brains a little bit on this one because I heard the question on the Jaguars' uh, happy hour with uh, J.P., and all that. Um, hey, why don't you just pump up every other show while you're at it, Steve? <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, I mean, hey. my fir- my first show is the 690 Syndicate. Thank you. Thank Watch you. it every day. Very appreciate it. Better. All right. Um, <laughs> no, I, I want to pick your brains on this one. Uh, I remember yesterday I called, talked about you know Jake Luton, but then Austin also made the comment of having an evaluation game. Well, I think uh, since it was brought up. If we get to the point of no return when we're like at, if we don't win and we're at like 1 and 12 or whatever like that, why not the last couple games play your play some of your rookies? Like Quarterman, uh, Josiah Scott, we saw a little bit of Daniel Thomas, aggressive with seven tackles, um, cause, and Jake Luton, because we don't know what they can do. God forbid Schobert went out. We don't know what Quarterman can do. Yeah, uh, go, and if Minshew happened to go out, we don't know what Luton can do. 
and they might be good. Stephen, good point, man. Uh, it's a good point and a fair one. I don't even think we really have – I think we agree with you. I mean, it, that happens. Later in the year, if you're really done, they we've seen it before. They'll start putting other guys in. Now, the quarterback might be a little interesting in that spot, uh, but maybe. But other guys, like Quarterman, sure could play, or any of those rookies that haven't seen the field too much. We have seen that in Jacksonville before, and it certainly could happen again. Um, not out of character, is it, Austin? Not that character at all. And listen, I, I'm sure that if the season keeps continuing like this, they are going to do that. My only point, though, is you're not going to start Jake Luton if that's really the case and expect him to take over next year, right? This is just to kind of see, what well, where's he at as a player? Yeah. And do we have a backup going forward? And, and I'm all for that. The season continues to go down in the dumpster. But you can't start these guys expecting, well, we might have something special here next year. That's not how it works. All right, a lot more football to get to, including uh, there are a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Jason Fitz will join us talk a little bit about that. Coming up next, live from Streamsong Resort, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast Storage Sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Say big on Suncast Storage Sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money. 